Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Money and More. I am so looking forward to the conversation I'm about to have with the one and only Lisa Palmer. Lisa is an entrepreneur, author, public speaker, and mentor. Piers Morgan said, Lisa Palmer is the Cupid for millionaires. Anna Brunning of the Sunday Times said, Lisa is a hugely successful relationship coach and matchmaker. Lisa is also a mentor for the Prince's Trust and author of two best-selling books, The Secrets to What Men Really Want and The D Word. When he's got to go, he's got to go. In her own words, Lisa says, my passion in life is helping people find true, real lasting love. I feel blessed and honoured to do what I do and be part of changing people's lives for the better. It's so great to have you here, Lisa. Thank you very, very much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. When you asked me, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds exciting. So <laughs> I just thought I'd better put a bit of slap on, though, just in case you can see me. But no, thank you. I'm really looking forward to Gorgeous as ever. A natural beauty. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Plenty of polyfiller. But no, it's lovely to be on the show. So thank you. I know that feeling about the polyfiller. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> So I only ever ask one initial question of my guest. So I'm going to kick off with that question. What is your money story? Well, it's a long story. Um, I suppose from childhood, my family always had to sort of scrimp and save. Um, So I always sort of saw that as like, you know, oh, it's difficult to get to earn money. So I suppose that probably stems from my childhood. You know, didn't have enough money to buy sweets or shoes and things like that. But um, as I got older, I, I don't know, I sort of worked my way up in different companies and I wanted to always start my own company. And I think through going through bad relationships and um, and from an age of 17, I started setting people up on dates. So I just thought this is something I know I'm good at and I actually love, but I think I was just too young. You know, you kind of need life experience. Um, and anyway, I started up my own business. Um, but while I was starting it up, I was going through the most horrendous time. So I was going through a divorce. Um, and basically I lost my home. I lost everything. Um, I had no money. Um, I was living in a caravan, bringing up my young son and the caravan, I don't know if you've ever seen Steptoe and Son, it literally was black mold. It stunk. Um, it was just horrendous. So I had to paint it 
And honestly, I can't, if you ever wanted me to put a carpet down, <laughs> I literally, I went around the sides of the carpet and I didn't realise you're supposed to do it a bit wider. And um, yeah, put it this way, it literally was a bit like, <laughs> it was all for so I put plant pots around to make it look presentable. But from going through something so bad, I suppose it toughened me up, you know, and I thought, right, I've got to do something about this. Um and I trained as a life coach, relationship coach, image coach. I wanted to have all the tools to be able to kind of like be the best at what I can at my business. Um, and it was tough. You know, you're going up to business meetings, you know. Um, I, I think someone took the mickey out of me, a friend. He said, uh, you go up there with your briefcase, you know, and I had no I had no money. I had my sandwich in it. And, uh, you know, like I had like all the clothes, but I'm walking up there like I was I felt empty inside and I suppose I didn't feel worthy because I just was so low, you know, like financially just felt in a bad place. So it was tough. Um, But every rejection I'd had sort of made me tougher. Um, And at the time, you know, and you can't see it, you know, it's tough. And the worst time, though, was probably my lowest point was at Christmas. Um, I had no money. I was struggling to buy my son like his um, Christmas present. And at this particular time, sorry, Liz, if anyone's, um, well, hopefully they're not eating food. I had to, um, my toilet was a bucket. So I was outside. It was cold. It was winter. It was Christmas. My son had gone to see his dad and I was sitting on the bucket going to the toilet. And I just thought, right, what am I here for? You know, I just felt really low. Um, and I went inside, sat in the caravan. And I literally, I, I did, I've got a load of pills and I just thought, What's the point? I just felt a failure because of being a mum, you know, like I wanted to put a roof over my son's head. And uh, and I remember watching the film The Holiday. I don't know if you've seen it. And I remember putting a head in the oven. Yeah. And uh, I just thought, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't like pain. <laughs> I could stick it in and the caravan. Like, I literally had this little old thing. So the pills were there. And then I literally just thought, what are you doing? So I slapped myself around the face and I just thought, right that's it make a plan and that's when I sort of started I suppose my new work ethic my new money kind of um, relationship I thought right I've got to do something about this so it was I suppose at my lowest point you change and it makes you the person who you are yeah so tough tough time um so yeah but from from that um you know from going through such a low low point I just thought I can't get any lower um but I'll come back to that um and I just kept going and I just thought right I've got to do this I've got to you know make something of myself um and I wanted to provide you know for my son put a roof over his head and try and do what I could so literally I think as I say it goes you know um when you're in such a bad place get up get up do what you have to put your slap on make the best of yourself you know and go out there and fight so that's what I did obviously not literally but um and it worked you know it took me time and I had to build the website myself Leslie honestly and I am not technical at all I mean it looking back it, it probably didn't look great but I just literally tried everything to sort of like you know make my make everything look great you know and I was working hard I was like doing a couple of jobs as well at the same time to like put money on the table you know put food on the table and provide um so that that was hard it wasn't easy I'm not gonna lie you know it was difficult but I think as well is I think like my advice would be as well just like in that 
if you've got positive people around you, um, it really lifts you and having negative. So I did get rid of a lot of negative people, you know, and people who haven't gone through, um, I suppose, like building your own business, um, they don't understand and not nothing, it's not being nasty, but they don't. So when you ask them something, oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Oh, that's rubbish. You don't even want to do that. But they don't understand because you haven't built a business. So I personally feel you need the right mentors around you. Um, and even like... I wrote to people and just thought, do you know what? Like, ask these people, you know, if they can help me. But I think for anyone out there wanting to sort of become an entrepreneur or start their own business, um, like, don't worry about asking people. Go to the top, you know, like, ask someone who you really feel is like, you know, you admire and just drop them an email and be real and ask them. I'm sure, you know, you might get one or two knockbacks, but you might get someone who'd be your mentor. Um, a lot of people who are. Um, had success want to want to help people want to give back so you know don't stop just keep asking yeah absolutely there's so much that you said in there that I'd like to go back over yeah. so first of all when you you were sitting there you know in the caravan you felt as though you couldn't go on you didn't want to go on what yeah. was it that took you away from that darkest of places to give you that motivation yeah get yourself out of where you were I suppose yeah as you say because literally I had nothing um or I felt I had nothing but I actually had the love of my son you know my family um so I suppose I'm just trying to think I suppose having a plan so I thought right I need got the pen and paper out and thought right what am I good at what can I do um, what? How can I help people? I've always known I was on this planet, even as a kid, a seven-year-old kid. I knew I was on this planet to help people, but I didn't know what at that age. But I think just get just sitting there with a pad and pen, and just write. Okay, what am I going to do? You know, and make a plan, and that's the best thing. And sometimes you have to pivot. You know, we've um, maybe talk about this a bit later, but we've obviously got different. I've got different businesses, and I've had to pivot slightly in each business to make it work, but. It's worked, but that's just through sheer determination. And, you know, I'm a, I always thought I was a big softie, and I am. But now I'm like, I suppose I've had to have tough skin, you know, and rejection and that. And I'm a bit of, probably I'll say a bit of an old boiler. <laughs> a lot of knockbacks and it makes you who you are. And I'm bloody determined. Absolutely. And I think as well, journaling has become, you know, a bit of um, a trend, you know, over the last few years. But actually, Doing as you've suggested, just sitting down, getting a piece of paper, getting a notepad and pen, and just formulating a plan, taking action, rather than just sitting there and potentially, for want of a better word, wallowing in your situation. If you wallow in your situation, nothing is going to change it. But if you take an action, and that action can be as simple as getting a notebook out and writing down what you are going to do, picture first of all, you know, what that vision is, and then step by step, how you're going to get there, that is really going to give you that motivation to yeah. say, you know, enough is enough. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I couldn't agree more, as you say, like having that plan. And I suppose because you are lost and you're not feeling in a good place, but 
if you've got a plan and you can work like a five, 10 year plan, I sort of had a plan. I, my plan was always to start this business and I wanted my own TV show out of it. And people thought I was absolutely nuts. Um, they're like, oh, you're not going to get that. Oh, you won't, that won't happen to you. And I'm like, it will. And, um, you know, so sheer being an old bag, you know, <laughs> I keep going on and going on and knocking down the doors. Um, you know, today, um, where I am, as I say, it hasn't been an easy process. And I've had lots of knockbacks, you know, um, you're too old, you're too this, you're not knowledgeable. And I think for me, the key thing was I kept... I thought, right, okay, you know, I can be, I've got to be the best version of me. Um, so I need to train, I need to read, I need to do as much research as possible because um, I'm dyslexic as well. Um, so I really struggled at school. I really had a tough time um, and they wanted to put me like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, they wanted to put me on a special bus because of just what I wasn't learning. But it's because when I looked at books, I couldn't read properly and it was all kind of like a bit of a mess, you know, it just was like looking at the sea. So um, for me, I had to educate myself. I thought I had everything else, you know, kind of, I felt quite happy in myself. Um, although it took a few years to build that up, you know, so you love yourself. And I believe you've got to love yourself before you can start the process. So I started to feel good about myself, but I needed educate, educating myself. And that's kind of, I spent a lot of time learning, educating, um, and that's helped me to get where I am today. Yeah. And something else that you said that I think is really, really important mm. is when you are on an entrepreneurial journey, when you're setting up your own business, it's really important to be aware of those who are around you mm. and those who you are listening to. Yeah. Because if they are not on the same journey as you, then they're not going to understand yes. what you are going through. And when we are starting something new, we can have a lot of that comparatonitis. We can yes. have a lot of that, am I good enough? Yeah. And what I heard you say was when you were going on the train up to the meetings with your sandwich in your briefcase, <laughs> you said you were suffering from lack of self-worth. What we yeah. yeah. You clearly have developed that sense of self-worth yeah. or at least you found a way to push through that voice in your head that was saying to you you were you weren't worthy you went and did it anyway what yeah. was it that moved you from that sense of not having the self-worth to yeah. where you are now in terms of the businesses you have and the businesses you have really successfully grown so again, pen and paper, Leslie, honestly, it's a pen and paper. And I sat there and I thought, right, who am I? What have I got to offer? And I thought, I'm a nice person. I'm kind. I'm genuine. I work hard. I'm reasonably not a bad looker. You know, I thought I look all right. So I thought, right, well, you know, I've got all of those things. My only thing is that I thought I just didn't have enough education because at school I really I didn't do very well to be honest I think I've got about three GCSEs I was absolutely awful but it's because I couldn't learn I couldn't understand what they were talking about so I think for me having that education so self-education so reading books as I said I really don't like reading books I find it really difficult but I made myself I kept reading looking 
And even like when you listen to like, say, um, I don't know, Good Morning Britain or something, if you listen, when Piers Morgan used to talk, he'd use like great big words. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Um, and I'll go away and like research it. And then I sort of wrote down a list of about 30 big words. And I thought, right, I'm going to learn these. So when you're talking in big meetings and you're going, I suppose you're kind of like, um, what's the word? Uh, I can't think, but you're going into that meeting with like some big, powerful people and you want to come across well, that you're intelligent, that, you know, you've got that kind of balls. And even if you might be shaking inside, um, but just use it. Your, voca- your vocabulary is really important. So um, so I think the key to any successful entrepreneur, in my opinion, is like education, writing down and writing out who you are and your self-worth. And like, you know, I know I'm good enough now, but it took me a long time. It took me probably 20 years to sort of get to where I am, which is like, I could wring my neck in some way, at least seriously. But hey, yeah. And I think I think again, that's a really important point that you make. It's it's really important to understand how you are talking to yourself, because yes. actually, the conversation that we have with ourselves yes. is probably the most important conversation that we are yes. having. If we are telling ourselves. I'm no good at it. I can't do it. I'm not going to be as successful as all those negative inputs. Then the output is going to be based on the input and the action you're going to take is going to reflect that input as well. So to have the ability to recognize what you're saying to yourself is helpful to journal out, write out what it is you're good at how you can utilize those skills, how you can fill in those gaps in the way that you did in terms of reading and self-education, et cetera, that's going to be filling up your cup, filling up your self-confidence, increasing your self-value and self-worth. And then one day you look in the mirror and you don't quite recognize that same person because your shoulders are back. You're, 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 you're dealing with yourself in a much more positive way than yeah. possibly you were before. Yes, I I agree, Leslie. And as you say, like you're, you, our brains are trained, is it, to um, be negative, you know, as you say, and it's all negative. So um, every negative, every one negative thought I had, I'd replace it with two positives. So every time I had a negative, I was like, right, okay, you know, you've got this, you've got that, um, or, you know, you've got great legs or you've got whatever it is you felt. So I just give myself two positives. And in the end now, I've very rarely have negative thoughts because I won't let my mind, I've retrained my brain to have just positive thoughts. And we were crap days, don't get me wrong. But, you know, when I do have a little bit of a, a crappy day, I just do a few meditations, bit of chocolate, and then I'm all right again. I literally feel happy. So, you know, you can retrain your brain. And I really like that for every negative thought, you give yourself two positive thoughts instead. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that is really good. And it's something that I talk to clients about in terms of if you keep doing it, you can actually get to a point where you're almost anticipating that negative thought and you get in there first. You get yeah. in there with the soccer punch in terms of actually I'm not going to that place. I'm going over there where I speak to myself as though I were my own best friend. 
Yep, absolutely. Yep, you do. I like that soccer punch. Yeah, you do. Like, right, get out. I'm not, you know, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a little bit of time, but you can do it. It's so achievable. You know, you just got to keep going. And what what would Lisa today, in terms of your relationship with money today, mm. what would you say to your younger self if you had that opportunity? Um, I'd say stop worrying because worry fear you know like it's always like oh if that doesn't happen or oh god that's that's never going to happen or you're not good enough as you say it's all the negative core beliefs you um I wish I trained earlier you know like kind of um and changed my mindset but again um and no disrespect to anyone but you know like where I grew up like years ago as a kid and it was kind of like you know there wasn't money around everyone was quite negative um you know so it was quite difficult I suppose so I wish I'd listened like put say like Tony Robbins in my ear rolls at a young age so I think if I could have done that then I think I maybe could have got there quicker but still the journey has been a roller coaster and I I don't, I don't know if I'd change anything, but I suppose I just wish it would happen a little bit quicker. That's all my biggest yeah. No, I can understand that. I, I've mentioned before on the podcast that I'm um, involved with um, a pilot at a school at the moment yeah. where they have a financial literacy programme okay. for the pupils, teaching yeah. them about investment and you know the power of really thinking about making money work for them yeah. and I present the fourth module and the fourth module is all about your relationship with money yeah. and how very often that relationship is entangled with your own sense of self-worth and self value and how you should decouple that you know how much money you have in the bank should not be a measure of yeah. how valuable, how worthy you are. That you know, that number in the bank is just information. It's mm. just information upon which you take action, basically. Yeah. And, and with the children, what I am aiming to do is to get them to really think about the relationship they want to have with money, yeah. how they want money to show up in their lives, as they grow into adults and and parents, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's exactly as you said, we have had to learn through experience. There hasn't been, you know, we weren't taught financial literacy at school. So we've had to go through that that financial, sorry, that not financial, we've had to go through that self-education. We've yeah. had to go through that experience of really understanding what our money mindset is. Yes. And is it being helpful to us or is it being a hindrance to us? And yeah. if it's being a hindrance to us, what can we do about it to turn it around? And you seem to have done, sorry. I think that's such a lovely thing to do. I think if they could, as you say, going into schools at a young age, because I, I, I've helped at the Prince's Trust, and a, a lot of the children who have got issues have, as you said, come from like um, uh, area of no money um, and slight poverty. Um, 
but their mindset because you're around negativity and like you know you haven't got the best trainers or I mean I you know I've got on in my plimsolls from Woolworths that I ever only take a pee I was like oh god do I have to wear these but you know like so just the negative impact but I think as you say if they could listen to someone like yourself yeah um, I think that's such a great thing and like put yeah Louise Hay or Tony Robbins in your rear rolls as well and you know um, and get rid of that negative mindset absolutely absolutely and obviously they can they can they can be you know my children will sometimes will go oh mum here she goes she's in money mindset mode because in our house I don't allow the words you know can't shan't none of those things you know I always say to my children there is no such words can't only if you tell whatever you tell yourself you can or can't do then you were right and I think that that can sometimes be irritating when it's my children, but I think they do realise that yeah. as long as you can get your mindset to be supporting yes. what you want to be achieving, then it's going to be helpful. It's only when you sit there and yeah. you consider the negative and you sit there and dwell on the negative aspects, then that is what is going to be the output, basically, because your input no, it's negative. Yeah, absolutely, Leslie. As you say, when people can't, you know, and you use the word can't, yeah, you do have to change. As you said, you know, like I said, like your language, what you, you should really listen to what you're actually saying. Um, I, I changed um, a long time ago now. I always said, right, right thoughts, right words, right intentions. So, you know, like... Um, You'd have you have friends around that, and you'd have a bit of a not a bitch, but a bit of a moan. And I've I've stopped all of that. I I literally always have the right thoughts, the right words, right intentions. And I think from from doing that, it's just changed me as a person. I don't want to talk about anything bad, or I don't even watch a lot of soaps now because when I I stopped watching them, and when I started listening to them again, like um they're quite negative some of them so um even the news I watched like a little bit of the highlights but I just try to sort of always keep in a positive mind and everything's everything's good in these as well <laughs> maybe that's wrong but that's what I feel everything's uh, positive yeah no I I think there's a, a, a lot of merit in that and I, I'm exactly the same about the soaps I don't understand why they need to feature some of the dreadfully depressing storylines yeah. they do because surely we go to watch tv to switch off yes have those you know that time where we can just relax and chill and when you hear about some of the stories that they relay yes you end up feeling more depressed than you yeah. did before sitting down yeah you do absolutely yeah I mean I know sometimes they have to put a story on there to sort of make you understand and educate us which yeah. as you say but when it's on all the time and it's always a negative story, like, oh, goodness, you know, like, as you say, um, like, have something positive, you know, <laughs> like someone yeah. starts their own business and they've really been successful. And you're like, oh, and you actually, you feel good. I know a friend of mine I um, was at school with, um, he he literally, um, he used to get the mickey taken out of him and that, and he's very successful now. Um, and But he went back to the area where we used to live and back to the school and there was a couple of like the younger lads, well, obviously in his year when this is about 20 years ago, and they're all like, oh, God, you, you've done all right for yourself. And they're all quite negative. And he said, oh, God, I don't even want to ever go back there again because it just they're all they've got a negative mindset. And um, but, he, but I love to see that he's done so well for himself and he really has. And, you know, he's flying around the world working. So it's such a nice thing. So I think on the TV, if they could show something positive. You're like, 
because we all have a true story, don't we? You know, um, I tell it changed me as well. I don't know if you've ever seen this film called Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, yes. Love it. I, and it reminded me of me in so many aspects, you know, like with the briefcase and you're really trying and, you know, and um, but watching those films, I think that gave me more of a buzz and more of a, like, you know, Will Smith can do it. OK, maybe, I'll, you know, like Lisa can do it as well. And so can so can your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And that is just it, isn't it? It's, it's the art of the possible. And yes. I love what you said earlier on in terms of you deciding you want to have, you know, a TV programme and the people around you saying, oh, no, that's never going to happen. And you say, well, actually, it is going to happen. And what has happened? So, yeah, listen, also I've got a little oh, chill down my legs. So it was about 20 years ago. So I said, oh, I'm going to have my own TV show. And honestly, everyone's like, you're crazy, you're mad. That's never going to happen. And I've had a lot of rejection from it, you know, um, I, you know, it's not it's not going to happen and last not last year before I got a big big break in the states um they went all around the world looking for matchmakers and uh I got whittled down to two of us um so me and this American lady and the girl the casting producer said Lisa they love you you know like kind of like you've got this so I was quite excited and um anyway so I think it was about a month later or two months later um they said we'll come back to you and that and um I got the phone call she said oh we haven't chosen you Lisa because of like Covid um she said we've gone with the American lady because we need to film and we can't get you out here oh my god I was so upset and um went to bed had a had a cry because I did and um and the next day I thought right okay like that wasn't meant to be um so let's just carry on so I like um so it's like a steam train and I thought right this is it I'm going to do this so I'd already I'd had some training from a few guys two guys actually a couple of years ago um to write my own tv show so I thought right okay I'm going to write my own one so I'd written it all out and again, dyslexic, so it kind of like had to be <laughs> reworded slightly. And um, and the funniest thing was um, I'd set this guy up on a date and I'd done it for free. And I, I kind of needed the money, but I just helped him anyway. And he's a really lovely guy. Anyway, I didn't do it for any money um, and, yeah, helped him out. So anyway, long story short, I said to him, you don't because he's quite well um, connected. I said, you don't know anyone who um, is in TV, do you? And he went well actually I do so I said I've got a TV idea and um, he said oh you know well send it over and I think he's like a bit oh god no what's it gonna be like you know written on a uh, a postcard you know like not great anyway so I sent it over and he went oh my god I really like it but he goes do you mind if I do share I said yes please anyway so he sent it to this um uh guy called Peter um and he worked for DreamWorks um and he's very high up and um he goes I love it he goes it's one of the best shows I've ever seen and I was like oh my goodness you know but he goes do you mind if I send it to my other friend um she's in TV and I went yeah okay so I didn't know who he's sending it to Anyway, so I think it was about two days later, I thought, oh, God, you know, like you stop in the negative thoughts. Like I thought, no, stay positive, stay positive. Two days later, he goes, do you mind if uh, we do a Zoom? I went, yeah, OK. Anyway, so this lady come on, really lovely, really fun. And she goes, um, I've looked at your show. She goes, would you mind if I asked you, should, could I be involved in the show? And I'm like... Yeah, all right. You know, and I was like, yes, okay. You know, and I didn't really know who she was anyway. So, and I thought she seemed lovely. Anyway, once I found out who she was, I was like, oh my God. So she's the queen, like they call her the queen of reality. So she created Big Brother, 
X Factor. Um, she's made some of the biggest shows around the world. And this lady is like asking me if she could be involved in the show. And I'm like, oh my, I mean, I'm still like, I still get like goosebumps, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, she, we created it. We made like a little pilot, so to speak. Um, and it's great fun at the best day ever. And uh, she sort of spoke to a couple of her contacts and that. And we've now been bought by the world's um, biggest production company in the world of bought it. So do come true. So, you know, all those knockbacks just keep, I think, standing up and educating yourself and keep pushing on. So, you know, and it's not bad for an old bird. You know, <laughs> I said, I got told I was an old bird, you know, so I thought, right, that's it, you know, keep going. Do you know? That is such an amazing story. It's actually given me goosebumps as well. Because, you know, as you said, 20 years ago, you had this vision of what you wanted to achieve. You had those people that said to you, "Uh -uh, it was never going to happen. You carried on working towards a way of delivering on that dream. And what was connected there to what you said earlier on was, you yeah. went and asked somebody in your network for yeah. help. Yes. And how often do we not do that? We yeah. don't know until we ask if somebody can help. But yeah. usually, if they can't help, they will know somebody that can. And you have just demonstrated there the yeah. magic of having a dream, really yeah. believing in it really working towards it, yes. being being like, um, what came into my mind was the weebles. Do you remember weebles wobble, but we don't fall down? So you get knocked down and yep. you came back up again. You get yep. knocked down and you came back up again. And yep. now, whereas yep. it was disappointing to get the message from America, you weren't yep. going to be in that show because of COVID, actually yes. what's happened is, the fact you didn't go, oh, I'll just accept that it wasn't meant to be. You yeah. didn't allow your subconscious to go, see, I told you it was yeah. never going to come true for you. Instead, you reached out to your network yeah. with something you'd created. And now, yeah. wow, look at what you're doing. Oh, I'm so excited, Liz. And the thing is, as well, like it's even better than what I thought because obviously this show in America was really good, and I thought this is really going to get me out there. But this show, I own um, uh, some of it, and uh, it's going to be sold um, globally. So um, you know, US, Germany, all over the all over the world. Um, that's what they're looking to um, to to do. Um, and uh, but as you say, your network and I all I've always hated asking people for anything. I just never like it um and I'm always the one you know like someone says oh can you do that I'm like yeah 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 of course I will you know um but I never liked asking but I thought do you know what like I I have to so I've sort of that's another thing I've learned through you know um getting out there and asking people and not like I don't ask them to go and do something for me but just that could they help and I always find if you ask for help everyone kind of does want to help you know I, I and I think that's something so important but in business, my biggest thing is go and network. I've made some amazing friends and it's been hard, you know, and you're going in there and you haven't got no money. I couldn't even buy a drink. I'd have to have a glass of water. And I'm like, oh, God. But networking was the best thing because I've made so many contacts and some of them are my still, you know, very good friends today. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that is fantastic. And first of all, are you able to tell us 
what the show is about or is it still under wraps at the moment? Um, it has been in the press, so a little bit. So it's about um, me matchmaking and helping clients. And um, we've got Paul Burrell, um, who's going to be in the show. Um, so, and I've got my team of experts. But um, I suppose it's just helping people. I can't say too much, but helping people turn their life around. Um, and you know, um, I think, as you say, believing in yourself. And I, I want people to, you know, you can achieve anything, and you can change. And but I think the funny thing is, as well, a lot of the people who are going to be very wealthy um, are coming in, they have everything, but they don't have love, you know. So, and if you can love yourself, um, then that's a great thing to go away with. But if I can find them love as well, then that's a, yeah, a great positive. A real, real bonus. Absolutely. And I've got the dog as well. She's going to be, she's asleep down there. <laughs> she's going to be in here as well. So. Canine star. How fantastic. I love it. <laughs> now, it's... An interesting question I'd love to ask you is, as you know, I do something, you know, around money archetypes and helping people to understand what their money archetypes are. And there's an assessment that clients do. And I genuinely believe that the money archetypes assessment can be answered from the same perspective of love. So rather than your relationship with money, your relationship with a romantic partner. Yes. In the work that you do, do you see similarities in how people approach money and their sense of self-worth and how they approach their romantic relationships and sense of self-worth? Yep, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And the thing is, uh, it's kind of like a bit like a mirror. You reflect what you're feeling inside, you know, and you kind of reflect that person. And if you don't love yourself or you're like you're not happy about yourself, you know, you're reflecting the wrong kind of person and that's negative and it's like draining you and you're not feeling good about yourself. Um, and too many people come out of a relationship um, and go straight into another. And honestly, you're just literally going from like um, one bad relationship just to another. Um, and I would say at least have like a year or two off, like go and discover who you are and start loving you because you know, like I wake up every morning and I, I do this. I always I say five things I'm grateful for, but I'm always thankful for being up and taking a breath and I'm here and I'm alive. Um, and loving me has made me change. Um, and I've had to go through a lot of crap to realise that, Leslie, you know. Um, and when the right person comes along, you're actually in love with yourself. You love you. And they're just going to love you and adore you um, and want you to be the best version of you. And you want the best version for them. So I totally believe you've got to be in the right frame of mind and you've got to love yourself as you say a bit like with money yeah it's the same it's the same thing if you don't believe in yourself or don't you have negative thoughts you know you're going to attract the wrong things or bad debts or money or loans you know or the bad wrong person so yeah you've got to love yourself and um you know be the best version of you and your partner should always want you to be the best version of you and if you don't you're not happy then get my book. <laughs> you know, I can help you. So. That's a powerful message, a very, very powerful <laughs> message. And from from what, what you said there, mm. there's been a number of things that you've said that really, really resonated. I've, I've written them down. Yeah. So people kind of have a, a recap there. So, you know, write down your action plan. Yeah. For every negative thought, come up with two positive thoughts. Love yourself. Ask for help. Yes. 
think those there are absolutely primary things for us all to to be focusing on and to be living our lives by essentially if you were to meet your 85 year old self and have a conversation what do you think your 85 year old self would say to Lisa now in terms of the next stage of your life do you know what she'd go Yeah, girl, is a glass of champagne, a pat on the back. Bloody well done. You believed in yourself and you've done yourself proud. So, yeah, all the knocks, you kept getting up, as you say, is it the wobble? uh, The wobble. wobble. (laughs) You're a big wobbler. And as you say, you just believe in yourself. And it is hard when you've got negativity. So just the positive thinking and you can change and believe in your dreams. Because honestly, so many people can do it. I've seen it happen. So it can happen. Believe. Yeah, you've given me goosebumps again in saying that. It's a fantastic <laughs> message. So one last question before I ask you something else um, to end the show, but one last question. Yeah. So if somebody is listening in today, yeah. feeling like you felt all those years ago, you know, in the caravan when you were at your lowest, mm. what would you say to that person to help move them forward? I'd say, um, you know, like myself I've been there um it's not easy but please like one door closes another one will always open so your life can change and I say in a minute um, a day a week a year so your life is not going to stay like this but you need to do something about it you need to get up get dressed make a plan the most important thing make a plan and when you've got the plan go and work it and you're gonna have good days and you're gonna have bad days but keep the negative thoughts away and just keep working your plan and it will come to fruition. Absolutely. That's real inspirational stuff. Thank you very much for that. So how can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Um, so uh, I suppose I'm just trying to think. Well, it's going to be quite – well, we've got um, uh, Instagram, um, so we've got Mogul Love, uh, and then I've got – I hate saying this, you know, like official, Lisa Palmer official, I don't know what it is. So, uh, um, or LinkedIn, you know, uh, just look for Lisa Palmer or Mogul Group of Companies and you'll find me um, somewhere, or even the book, the D word. This is awful. When he's got to go, he's got to go. But it doesn't actually quite mean that. It just gives you hope and helps you um, through a bad time. Brilliant. And don't worry, everybody, all those details will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to connect with Lisa, whichever your particular preferred platform is, essentially. So thank you very much. I absolutely loved this conversation. I think there were so many takeaways, many, many congratulations on your TV show and everything that you have achieved. And I'm looking forward to seeing that show. So I'll be making sure I connect with you to know exactly when it's going to be launched so I can be there cheering you on from the sofa. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Leslie. I've had a really good time. And um, as you say, I hope it just helps one person or lots of people. But as you say, just stay strong, stay positive and you can do it, honestly. But thank you. That's the, the perfect message to end on. Thank you very, very much. No problem. Take care, Leslie. Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. If you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you would tell somebody else about it. 
You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social media tagging me, Leslie Thomas Coaching on Instagram or the Money Mastery Business Coach on Facebook. But if you do, I promise I will give you a shout out in a future episode and I will be hugely grateful. I can also be found at Leslie-Thomas on LinkedIn. If you would like a copy of my free resource, Three Mindset Shifts to Double Your Income, then please go to leslieathomas.com forward slash let's hyphen talk hyphen money. I would love to hear from you, so please do email me at leslie at leslieathomas.com. I will reply to all messages, but please do be patient. Until next time, remember, master your mindset and in turn, you can master the money you make in your business.